Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you've joined us for another episode of Schmanners After Dark. <laughs> it's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Here we are again in the evening times. Yes, but it's a Tuesday evening, and we're putting this episode up on Wednesday. Wednesday. Why are we doing that? Well, because... This week and next are the Max Fun Drive. This is where we ask all the lovely people who enjoy our products all year round to donate something, a monthly donation, um, and that directly benefits us. That's true. You can support the art and artists you love, is how I like to say it, because this is my seventh year doing it, and I'm no longer embarrassed to call myself an artist. (laughs) Um, but that's the thing. That's what makes Max Fun such a uh, an amazing place uh, to work for and work with. Is that um, you know while there is some advertising, they're not dependent on advertising the way some networks are. They have chosen instead to focus on um, a listener based donation support system. Um, and basically, when you donate, you pick what shows you listen to, and that's where your money goes. Thirty percent of your donation will go to cover Max Fun's overhead, but the majority of your donation goes to the shows that you listen to it's an amazing system um and it makes me feel uh really blessed and, and truly humbled every year when we do the max fun drive um because i just see so many people supporting us and supporting the shows and supporting the network and it just makes me feel really special and i think it makes our donors feel really special too you get a really great warm feeling when you know that you're supporting the art and the artists that you love um but they don't just get a warm fuzzy feeling um, this is true for just $5 a month, uh, our donors get access to exclusive bonus content, and not just from this year's Max Fund Drive, but from all the Max Fund Drives there have ever been. That's true, and it's a, a ton of content, hours and hours and hours. Um, we have a bonus episode from last year where we talk about The Fartest. Um, and this year we did uh, a review of series five, I believe, of the Great British Bake Off. It was very fun. We had a lot of fun doing it. But there's a ton of other content on there from other shows. And we're going to tell you about more donation levels. Um, but we're going to get to our content first. Um, but if you would like to become a donor, you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Um, so the reason we're recording today is we like to do as much extra special stuff for Max Fun Drive as we can. And because we don't have an episode up until Friday, we thought, how about we generate a little extra content and get stuff out for people early so they don't have to wait a whole week for our episode. So that's what we're doing. That's what Uh, we're doing. And And what we've opted to do is an all etiquette advice episode called Ask Schmanners. Here we are. It's mostly going to be Ask Teresa because (laughs) I don't know anything. It's the nature of the show. You always help a little bit. uh, Thank you. (laughs) You always help a tiny measurable amount. Um, Thank you, darling. So we put the call out to get some questions from you, the listeners. Um, So let's get started. Uh, This is from EJ Smith. Uh, Can I put my feet on other people's tables? Um, I think that they... Excuse me, other people's coffee tables. Coffee tables. Um, I would say no, (laughs) unless you know the person really well, um, and you are certain that they'd invite you back after you did it. (laughs) Let me ask you this. I'm going to put a little twist in here. If you see them put their feet up on their coffee table, is that an unspoken permission for you to do it? Um, I mean, it certainly opens the door, doesn't it? You could say, may I? 
as well. Um, and they may instruct you to, sure, take your shoes off and put your feet up. Um, but I think that's, that's, that's a good idea. If you can follow suit, then give a little, ask a little nod. What about putting your feet like up on the couch or tucking your feet under you on a chair? I asked, this is especially topical because there was a weird, weird controversy recently where there was a photo of Kellyanne Conway with her feet up on a couch in the, in, in the Oval Office. And I recognize now, but it's different because it's the Oval Office. But right. is, is that a huge faux pas, putting your feet up on someone's couch if you're not wearing shoes? Well, I think that there, there are a couple caveats. One, if it is a no-shoes household... Um, that, that gives a little weight to it's okay. Um, also read the room, see what the hosts are doing. If they do it, then it's okay. Um, also it depends on the style of the gathering. If it's a, you know, let's be in our PJs and watch movies all night and, um, have popcorn, then I would say that it's probably appropriate. But if you're at your, your grandmother's house for a Sunday dinner, Probably not. Uh, the next question is from Zoe. Who do I invite to my grad party? Can I send an announcement but not an invitation? What do I do about gifts? Um, so you need to invite people to your graduation party who are not only important to you, but you should really open it up to your parents because it's not just a celebration of you graduating from, uh, I suppose, high school. Um, I'm not sure if anyone... I know had a grad party for. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that college, I for maybe, college parties is very the, informal. Well, maybe if it was a master's, you might throw yourself a grad party. True. Yeah. Um, it's it's as much of an accomplishment for your parents at this point as it is for you. So um, they will definitely have some input as to who they want to invite. I would suggest people who have been formative during your college for your high school years. Um, and perhaps uh, your neighbors, um, people like that. Um, I don't know at this point if you are going to get a lot of um, yeses from people your own age, just because it's probably a season and um, people are throwing their own graduation parties. Um, if if you are lucky enough to have it on a, on a weekend when no one else is having one, go ahead and invite your friends. Um but yes, you can send announcements for people who are out of town that you wish to let you let them know that you've graduated um, and not send an invitation. But if they're in town, I think that they, they should get an invitation. And I, I kind of think it falls under the same kind of rule we talked about as far as wedding invitations, which is if you like wedding invitation versus re- like the reception versus the, um, the ceremony mm-hmm. of like, don't invite 150 people to the ceremony and 160 people to the reception right. or else those 10 people are going to wonder why they weren't that kind of thing mm-hmm. of like, if you know, a hundred people in town, don't invite 90 of them and send out a hundred announcements. Cause it's like, so I can't come to your party, but you do want money from me. Right. Cause that's what the announcement is. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as gifts, I can't remember getting any like material gifts I remember getting a lot of money. I mostly got money. I got a few things um, that would help me in college. Um, I got some like 
special bindery things and, you know, dorm room supplies and stuff like that. But what we did is uh, set up just a little table, maybe like a side table or something with a guest book and some of my senior pictures and a small box for people to put envelopes in. And uh, anything that couldn't fit on the table, we, you know, if they were like in bags or whatever, we put it underneath the table. And be a better person than me. Write thank you notes and send them right away. Yes. I probably have family member. I think my nanny's probably still waiting on my high school graduation thank you note. Ooh, whoops. Do so, send those thank you notes as soon as possible. Uh, this question is from Andy. Best way to pronounce a foreign word when talking to a multilingual person. One, anglicized. Two, poor attempt at correct. I always run into this at restaurants. Where I don't recognize like the name of the dish, and I, I honestly end up pointing at it like a caveman and just grunting. I'm like this one. Um, I think that there there are a couple situations that this goes with. Um, the first one being if it is something that um, people use every day that has kind of been adapted. So, like I say, croissant, right? You wouldn't want to say do it croissant. croissant. Although that is the correct French pronunciation, um, you you say croissant because that's something that we use in our everyday vernacular. Um, but like you said, at a restaurant, if it is something very specific, go ahead and give it a try. I think that the the server will probably be um, tickled that you that you tried. And you're I, not the first person. You're not the first person to do that. Go ahead and give it a try. I and that said, I I I do advocate for putting a little bit of a question mark in your voice if you're unsure about it. Like, like you know what I mean? Only because for my maybe that's not a schmannerly thing so much as from my point of view, just like saying it super confidently wrong. It's like, do I correct that? What do I say? You know what I mean? It might leave your your server unsure how to respond to you. Right. Um. I think that there's you know there's the idea of. Look at how hard I'm trying. Yeah, it's cute. It's kind of <laughs> cute. Might like get away with it. Um, and and also a lot of places I have found, if they have, if they have uh, stuck with like traditional names of the dishes, we'll also number them in a lot of circumstances. So you can just say like, I would like a number sixteen, please. It, it depends on the not the everywhere. Yeah, but a lot of places. Uh, this is from Jeeves. Loved the bonus episode. Oh, thank you. If you were a contestant on Bake Off, what would your signature cake be? Well, Travis, I think you should go first. My goodness. Okay, if we're talking like cake, um, I probably that one that I made that was super rich, I would probably lose because it's too rich, it's too <laughs> moist, and Paul Harry would ha- would hate it. But it's called uh, uh, well, the name of it's better than sex cake is the is the colloquial name for it. Um, and it's a chocolate cake uh, soaked in caramel and evaporated or sweetened condensed milk um, and then topped with whipped cream and Heath Bar bits. Um, and you top it, you po- poke holes in it while it's still warm and pour the caramel and uh, caramel and uh, condensed milk over it. So it soaks in when it's still warm. Um, and it's just a super dense, rich cake. Um, but my signature, if I just was like doing a signature bake, it would probably be cheesecake. And if I were doing like a signature bread, it would probably be like a fancy schmancy beer bread. Those are my answers. Okay. All right. Um, my answer, my signature cake would probably be, I make a, um, 
basically a cheat cake where it's a regular chocolate cake mix that you add pumpkin uh, like to. Canned like pumpkin. Canned pumpkin. Um, and it makes a really like brownie like almost mm-hmm. cake. It's delicious. It's I would have to amazing. try and figure out what I would need to do to make that from scratch because they would not allow me to use a cake mix, obviously. Or canned pumpkin, maybe. No, nope, yeah, they've let yeah, you use canned. They would let you use canned pumpkin. Um, they let people use canned fruits. I've always thought about like making my own pre-mix like cake mix because a lot of recipes call for like one box of yellow cake mix, right? One box of chocolate cake mix, and I've always thought maybe if I mix it myself, way higher quality. I don't know. I don't know either. But I do love baking. We do bake a lot. Um, let's see. This is from Wilson. I like this question. How far into a book or comic can I get before I'm expected to buy it at a bookstore or comic store? Um, for the book, I think that you can read the the inside jacket. So you can read the front, the back, the inside front, inside back. And then you, pr- you probably need to put it down or decide to buy it because it's not a library. Um, and also, and- I, on both of these, comic and book... Don't open the cover all the way. Don't break the spine of the thing if you're not going to buy it. Like, you know what I mean? You can read the dust jacket without folding it all the way open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't don't do that, please. And then for a a graphic novel, I think that you can read the first two or three pages because it goes pretty quickly. And then, you know, you'll be able to decide at that point whether or not you're invested and ready to go. And, And usually what you're looking for in a comic or graphic novel is like you look at the back, you look who drew it, you look who wrote it. You kind of like, you don't need, because that's the other thing is there a lot of times, especially if you're talking about a comic, they're short enough that you could read the whole thing standing there. So don't, don't do that. And don't give the appearance that you're doing that. Um, Although there are some bookstores that do encourage you to sit and read after you have purchased your purchase. Um, so, uh, please patronize your mom and pop bookstore, comic book store. Too. Do do that. Yes, indeed. I, I also think it's a good idea if you go into a comic book store, my, this is at least my, my, um, MO, my belief. If you go in, buy something because, you know, they, they need your business. The, the print shop, it's not what it used to be. So if you go in there and you spend an hour looking at comics and stuff, pick at least one up. Um, that's just my little advice. Um, this question is from Audrey. What's the proper way to let society know I'm single and ready to mingle without the stink of desperation, super casual style? Well, hmm. I think that there's a lot of different parameters here. Do you mean like when you're actually out, like at a... Oh, I must have like a club or a bar, but any place where you at a meeting people place, or do you mean like as far as like internet dating goes, or just telling your friends like, hey, want to set me up with somebody? Yeah, there are a lot of different parameters. Um, I think that if we're going to take the very first one, um, I think that you need to maybe start out the night with a with a, a group of single people. Um, try and keep it in odd numbers so that at least one of you can, is free to speak with anyone that you might meet. And don't stand in a closed circle. Yeah. And don't stand in a closed circle or sit 
three at the bar. Um, you want to make yourself look like you're you're ready to talk to somebody. Um, so that might be one way that you can do that. Um, also, if you, um, I I I also will say like this fear of this stink of desperation and yeah. wanting to appear casual. I feel like this is a thing that like I tell you. The people who are very successful at like meeting people and and you know dating at mingling are not people who are like and I just don't want to appear like I'm too interested hmm. because there's I don't think there's any harm in appearing interested you know people like it when you are interested in them that said I think that there's a nice way to walk up and say hey I, I was just wondering you know you here by yourself would you mind if I join you do you mind if I have a seat. Oh, what bring whatever. Start a conversation with them, but trying to do stuff of like, I'm gonna sit here and I'll make eye contact with them for ten seconds, but then look away. So then they're interested. So they come up don't don't do that. <laughs> Just walk over and say hi. And you know what? If they're cold, if they're brusque to you, if they're not interested, cool. You're out. Nothing. And you can be like, All right, peace and go back and sit down, you know? Sure. That's it. Also, Internet dating is nothing to be ashamed of these days. Everyone seems to be doing it. I met Teresa just before it became super popular to do internet dating, so I never really tried it. But I think in this day and age, there's no harm in it. Go for it. Go to town. Um, let's take a quick pledge break. Um, so we talked about the $5. $5, you get the all the bonus content. Hours and hours, like days and days. My estimate, 60 hours, but I think I might be underestimating that. There's a lot, for sure. A including video content. There's uh, clips from, like, My Brother, My Brother and Me live shows. We have uh, an exclusive, like, uh, uh, deleted scene from the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show that's on there that you won't see anywhere else. Um, but, Teresa, what do they get at $10? Well, at $10, we have a really sweet set of enamel pins, and you get to choose the pin that you like the best. And they're beautiful. Um, Ours is a lovely little teacup and saucer. Um, and I also really like Can I Pet Your Dogs? It's a very cute little dog. Um and and you know they're all they're all like labeled like Mabim Bam's is a snake that says Zag on him. Um, and also, um, and you may not know this, but Jesse and the Max Fun people announced that if we hit our ten thousand goal, then they will make those pins available to people who have donated ten dollars or higher for sale. So a lot of people I saw like really agonizing over which one to pick because they're all so amazing. Well, if we hit our 10,000 gold, you can buy more, and the proceeds from that will go to charity. As yet unannounced, but we'll pick one. Indeed. Um, now, I'm, I really think that our listeners are going to be super interested in the $20 per month level, which is the Diamond Friendship Circle, um, because this is all about keeping in touch, keeping connected. Do you know about this level? Um, I had heard a little bit about it. It's sort of like a, a stationary set, right? Correct. It includes nine encouraging note cards, uh, a four-color rocket pen, a sweet rocket stamp, and a rocket-shaped scented candle um, that I believe is scented like sharpened pencil. Oh. Um, but it's the uh, it's called the Keep in Touch Kit, and it's perfect for our listeners that want to do a little bit more corresponding. Yeah, maybe you could write thank you notes on it. 
Um, and what's especially great is when you donate, you get everything proceeding. So if you're $5, you get the uh, bonus content. If you're $10, you get the pin and the bonus content. If you're $20, you get the Keep in Touch Kit and the pin and the bonus content. Now at $35 a month, you're gonna get all of that stuff, the pin, the bonus content, and the, um, and the Keep in Touch Kit. And you're also going to get some rocket engraved glass beer mugs. Ooh, um, now cool. I, I say beer mugs because it's the easiest way to describe them, but you could put anything in there. They could be root beer mugs, mm -hmm. could be milk mugs. But that when I say mug, I think people picture coffee. Mm -hmm. When you say beer mug, you know what I'm talking about with the beautiful Max Fun Rocket logo engraved right into them. Yep. And you get to support the shows you love. So if you're interested in doing that, and we'll tell you about the higher levels here in a second, you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Okay. Back to the questions, and I've promptly forgot where I was. Oh, here we go. John, any advice for proper walkie-talkies slash radio etiquette for my coworkers in a hotel environment would be awesome. Now I have experience with this. Mm -hmm. I've worked As a, do I. I've worked a lot of retail and you worked at the uh, at the J and you had a lot of uh, I you guys did walkie talkies well, and stuff. We did a little bit of walkie talkies there, but I also worked at several other pools, large water park areas um, that required walkie talkies as well. So what what would your advice be to uh, for proper walkie talkie etiquette? Well um First of all, you need to know how to work the walkie-talkie. A lot of them have um, a bar that you depress. Make sure that you push that bar firmly down, wait a second, then take your breath and speak because there's nothing worse than hearing half of a word um, as, you, as you talk. Um, you also want to say who you are trying to reach and then your name so that they know who they're, who is, is getting there. Um, and you wait. should also do that in response. Give them a second. So if you're like, Tony, let Tony respond before you start talking to Tony because mm -hmm. Tony might not have you know, their headset on. Well, again, you, you want to say your name too. So Tony, this is Teresa. Come in. Something like that. Uh, give a second and then repeat that call all the while keeping your thumb next to, right? So you want to hit it, say the name, your name, release, because a lot of walkie-talkies won't let the sound come in while you are depressing, and then do it again, and then listen for them to respond. And always try and remember that if you can hear something on the walkie-talkie, everyone can hear something on the walkie-talkie. This is not the time to, um, you know, for idle conversation or um, for argument arguments. This is especially not just everybody who else is on a walkie, but if you're offered like an earpiece, use the earpiece. Because I, I will tell you, I have been... A, uh, a patron in a circumstance of hearing chatter over a walkie that was not not necessarily inappropriate, but not quite professional, where it's like, oh, I can hear that, like I heard that through that person's walkie because they didn't have their earpiece in. So use your earpiece. Um, and um, when you talk on the walkie, know what you're going to say before you get on it. That's a great idea. So as you well. don't just go, uh, is this, uh, uh, is, uh, uh hey, like, Mm -hmm. Say what you got to say and get off. And on the other side, if you hear somebody calling for you, respond. And if you hear somebody calling for someone else and you know that that person isn't on the walkie or that they've stepped out of the building or something, respond. 
So that person is not just left frustrated and wondering why no one's responding to them. Right. And then um, your group should have some kind of like sign off. Whereas like at, at the place I worked, we were just supposed to say, thank you, understood. And that's it. Um, and then everybody knows that you're done. Um, and also a lot of places have kind of code stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially in retail where you make a call if you need people up front or you make a call if you suspect someone shoplifting or you make a call if you have too many big bills in your register and you need them to come make change. Um, know that code and respond to that code because it's very frustrating when people don't respond to your calls. Um, I haven't had to worry. Maybe we should get walkie talkies for the house. I just <laughs> think walkie talkies are so fun. You know, we have telephones now. Yeah. This is not as fun. Um, this is from Kelsey. If I'm a guest at, in someone's home and they say something that offends me, how do I respond while maintaining good guest kit? Clever. <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, so this is, I think, dependent upon the relationship that you have with your host. Um, if it is a, is a, a, a very um, close relationship... I think that you shouldn't be afraid to say um, that really is quite offensive and I don't appreciate you saying that, you know, and as long as you're not mean about it, someone uh, that gives the person the opportunity to either explain themselves or walk it back a little bit and apologize. But if you, for, for example, if you um, are at like a B&B and the host is still there um, or an Airbnb even, um, I think that since you are probably not going to see this person again in the foreseeable future, and it's probably not really worth it to get into a topic about it, you could just say, hmm, that's interesting, and change the subject. There's also um, something we said about different levels of offense. If it's something where someone says something slightly off color, where it's like, hmm, okay. If somebody says something where it's like, well, I'm never coming over to this person's house again. Or if somebody says something where it's like, I'm leaving right now. I don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, like that's three kind of different levels of it. Mm -hmm. I think if somebody says something that's just like, it's not a great joke. It's perfectly fine to just go, "Mm," make non-committal noise and find an excuse to end that conversation as quick as you can. But I I can also see if somebody said something that was just like, I'm never going to associate with this person again. I think it's fair to just like, Okay, and just walk out the door, like beeline, make it clear that you have left because of that thing they just said. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you necessarily have to like feign to agree with them. You can say, no, I don't think that's accurate or no, I don't agree with that. Um, but there's, there's just a way to say it that kind of politely ends the conversation instead of continuing a conversation you don't want to have. Oh, is a great word for that. Oh, Means that it's it's just acknowledging that they've said something that you've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> right. Like yep. it does. It's not agreement. It's not dissension. It's just oh, because the rest of that is oh, that's a thing you said. <laughs> um. So this question is from Sarah. What are options for dress code for weddings? What do the different dress codes mean? So um, a wedding is actually a little more formal. And even though these dress codes go into saying things like 
casual, you should never assume that that casual is the bottom level of casual. It's like the highest level of casual. What if it's like your nicest slate pants? No. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm going to say casual first. These are for things like outdoor weddings, maybe beach weddings. Um, let's see. So, uh, things like, um, smart pants. So like khakis or, um, or light colored pants, depending upon the time of the day. It says a lot about where we are in technology that I recognize now that you mean like smart, like, like nice but I heard smart pants, <laughs> like pants that track how long you've worn them. Like and eye pants. Eye pants. They show you like how many steps you've taken, your body temperature, if you left something in your pocket that you need to get out. Like, where are my keys? Smart pants? The, uh, the keys are in my pocket, Steve. Okay. So um, uh, depending upon the time of day, if it's during the day, you can get away with light colors, um, light gray, tan, khaki things like that um if it's in the evening i would suggest darker colors um and you need a collared shirt um like i said if it's during the day you might be able to get away with a polo if it's at night you'd probably need a button down some tie maybe uh you might be able to get away with no tie but i think that you should have a sport coat sport coat or and, and a what suit about, coat what about as far as dress like sundress sure something um something that's a little more formal as far as a, a sundress goes um Try to stay away from like heavier fabrics because that suggests a little more formality. Um, but it should be, um, you know, it, it shouldn't be like like a super flimsy, like a beach cover up. That's, oh, gotcha. not, that's not enough. It needs to be a little nicer looking. So that's casual. What about like semi-formal or like dress, dressy? Sure. Dressy, casual, semi-formal or... Um, this might also be cocktail attire. Okay. Right? Um, so then it needs a cocktail dress, and that can be long or short as long as it's still kind of spiffy. Uh, or maybe uh, uh, some separates. Uh, you could wear those too. Um, and then, again, a suit probably is appropriate, and I think that a tie is appropriate for this one. Definitely a button down. Um, but they can be a little more jazzy as far as the, as far as the colors go. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't feel like you have to stick to a, you know, like you would do for black tie, right? This isn't black suit, white shirt, and like right. black dress. Yeah, I gotcha. Exactly, exactly. You can go a little more colorful with that. Um, and then, but if it does say formal or black tie optional, that's a good clue that this is this is actually something you need to wear a uh, a dark suit for maybe a three piece suit, but not necessarily a tuxedo. Okay, so what what what? And I know there's a couple more, but my parents always use the phrase church clothes sure. to kind of describe. Where would you put that? Is that like um, semi formal? I would put church clothes between formal and semi formal, depending upon the church event. If it was just a normal kind of churchy thing, that's probably semi-formal. But if it was maybe a christening or um, like a special f- uh, like holiday or something in the church, then that would be more towards formal. Um, this means like long dresses or um, things that are heavier fabrics like lace or sequins or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You can also do um, 
if if you want to do like a formal, I would suggest with like a capital F. Yes, formal. With like capital F formal dress, prom dress style. I would still suggest that you keep the silhouette slim and not anything like poofy. Okay. So what's the difference between a black tie optional and black tie? Um, black tie necessitates that white shirt, um, dark suit, um, and you know you would have to have a formal looking tie, nothing whimsical. Now is that is that are we talking tuxedo for black tie? I mean tuxedo ish. Yes, tuxedo-ish. A lot of people these days don't have tuxedos um, just because that's not something that we require in our everyday lives anymore. And I wouldn't suggest that if it says black tie, you go out and rent a tuxedo if you don't have one. But you should wear a very dark suit um, and you can go all out as far as like suspenders and cummerbund and and matching tie and like pocket square and, and things like that. I actually, I own a tuxedo style jacket that is not a tuxedo that has like shinier lapels and like three button. It's nice, but it's not a tuxedo. So I can wear it at different occasions. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Um, So what's white tie? Well, white tie is like the highest amount of, of formal dress. And when people talk about white tie, they usually talk about like state dinners. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of West Wing. And it's what I picture the like... Literally, like, white tie, white vest. Does it necessitate tails? Or is that a... I, I believe it does. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in white tie that doesn't have the tails of the tux. Um, and that is all out. So I would recommend um, formal gown, like, and you can expand the silhouette for this. Um, gloves, clutch. Um, and then you can also do, like, the white tie, the tuxedo with like a vest and a bow tie also gloves again and you should wear black shiny shoes the patent leather shoes yeah cool well um speaking of fancy highfalutin events let's talk about our two highest levels on the max fun drive we talked about the five dollar the ten dollar the twenty the thirty five what about the hundred So at the $100 level, this is a really fun thing that they do. It's called the Culture Club. So um, every month, a MaxFun host will pick either a book or some music or or some other... A movie. A movie. Yeah. uh, Some other form of culture that will be um, delivered to your door, either digitally or physically, um, with a little note explaining why they picked it. I can't remember. I think we did one. What did we, we do? We did. We did a music album. Is it Michael Bublé? I believe so. Or Harry Connick Jr.? It might have been Harry Connick Jr. It was. It was Harry Connick Jr. 20, which was my favorite album growing up. And in the past, I know, like, the McRae brothers have suggested Meet the Deedles, um, <laughs> a movie that we, for some reason, love. Um, but it's a it's an awesome way to, like, continue to be a part of a thing and get, like, it's like a cool book club thing well i say cool we did make people watch me the deedles but it's all right um and then at 200 you get everything you get the bonus content you get the pins you get the keep connected kit you get the beer mugs you get the culture club and you become uh you'll get free registration to max funcon 2018 which is awesome for two reasons one you get the free registration. But two, Max Funcon 2018 tends to sell out pretty mm-hmm, quickly. Fills up. So you get guaranteed to go to Max Funcon. And you also know that you are supporting at the highest level you possibly can. And that means the world to us. And you know what? Here's the thing, though. 
I say that, whether you're giving $5 or $200 a month, we appreciate you. And you know what? We also recognize that not everybody can afford to donate. You know, a lot of students listen to our show, a lot of unemployed people, and a lot of people who are just, you know, they're doing their best, but they, they can't afford $5 a month. I totally understand that. I do not hold that against anybody. And here's the thing. You can still contribute. Go on Twitter. Yeah. Go on Facebook. All that we ask is that you share and encourage others and let people know how much it means to you to listen to your favorite Max Fun shows. Um, so if you tweet with like the hashtag Max Fun Drive and the link MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, you are already helping. It are, That's the kind of support we need, even if you can't afford to donate. But if you can't afford to donate, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate go right now while you're thinking about it if you're driving wait till you get where you're going <laughs> but don't wait because if you wait it'll slip out of your head and and the weeks will fly by and pretty soon it'll be april and you'll be kicking yourself because you forgot to donate and get all the rewards and everything and when you do it make sure that you tweeted us because we would love to thank you we want to know the the people that support us and we want to know that we want you to know that we appreciate you so tweet at us and we'll we'd love to say thank you and speaking of twitter let's wrap up um this is just the bonus extra midweek episode there's going to be a whole nother full episode on friday uh, but we just wanted to make sure we give you some a little something extra um but you can follow us on twitter at schmannerscast um you can tweet at us there you can join our facebook group um listen to the other shows on max fun because this is the time to do it it's a great week um and you know what goes on two weeks next week's episodes are going to be great too um so listen to all the shows follow us on twitter uh thank you so much for your questions thank you for your support Uh, and we'll be back in a couple days join us again next time no rsvp required you've been listening to schmanners manners manners get it MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.